0: It's the Favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 WITH IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1 877 770 STOP in Louisiana. 1 877 8 HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites the podcast. From the Volume Podcast Network, I am Chad Milman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined by my co-hosts, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, every episode, professional better, Simon Hunter. We are on the eaves, the eaves of the Phillies playing the Astros in the World Series.
1: So a week from right now, me and you are going to be in person together. Are we, can we tell the fans where? Dude, let's talk about it. We got it. It's a, a week, week, literally a week from right now.
0: A week from right now, me, you, Matt Mitchell, we will be descending on Lexington, Kentucky. Thursday night, we're going to hang out with our friend Stucky, too, co-host of the Action Network NFL podcast with Raybon, which we'll reference in the show. Then we'll be doing a live podcast. Yep. Uh, we're super excited. We'll give more details about how people in the area Can attend as we get closer and and as we get them. But yeah, we'll be together, my man.
1: I can't wait. So I love it. I've been joking with Chad the whole time how we haven't been letting anyone know that we're going there. And I just realized it's literally a week away. We're going to get to this place, have a live show and two people are going to be there, Um, which wouldn't be the worst thing. Two loyal fans show up. Guy,
0: listen to me. Do you know how many times I've done book signings where there can be 200 and literally one? There was one book signing that I did for the book I did about the Steelers and the Cowboys, and I co-wrote it with somebody. And look, that was a bestseller, one of my four of the seven books I've written. But we did a book signing in Pittsburgh. There were two authors there, one guest. You never know what's going to happen. Live events, that's what makes them exciting. You can be completely surprised or you can be completely tickled with sadness.
1: I'm sure you had a month's notice to all these people before you went to these book signings. I'm just... Don't feel bad, people. If you can't make it to Lexington, we're giving you a week notice. Um, I'm sure me and Chad will do other live events. We'll meet people. I know people always ask, like, can we get a drinks and meet with you guys? We'll figure something out. This is more like, this is what the volume, right? So this is through the volume. This is why we're all going there. So Matt Mitch wants to let everyone know the favorites episodes will be done as normal. We'll still be putting out the show Thursday, uh, Friday morning.
2: Hey, thanks, Chad and Simon. I'll jump in here for the logistics. So next week, Chad Simon and I are heading to Lexington, Kentucky, for the Breeders' Cup. Here's the deal with the schedule for the show. Tuesday, no changes. We'll release the show like we always do late Tuesday into Wednesday morning. That show will also record live on amp just after 1:30 p.m. in the afternoon. Then on Thursday, we're all going to fly to Lexington. We will record together in some hotel room. That, again, the podcast version exactly the same, will come out late Thursday into Friday morning, same as always. That show will also release live on AMP, 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time. That would be my guess right now. Then we'll have a bonus podcast episode that we'll record um, in person in Lexington for the Breeders' Cup. We'll cover NFL stuff, World Series stuff, Breeders' Cup stuff. We'll record that and then release it immediately upon completion. should be somewhere around noon Eastern Next week, if you don't care about AMP, podcast will have its normal episode out late Tuesday into Wednesday, late Thursday into Friday, and a bonus episode Friday afternoon from Lexington. So that's all you need to know if you're just a podcast listener. We'll have a you know Wednesday morning, a Friday morning, and a Friday afternoon bonus episode.
1: Doing, doing a live show, obviously we'll be able to meet some people in the local area. I think it'll be pretty cool to meet actual fans because for the most part, I've literally had I don't know I would say eighty interactions, seventy interactions with fans of the show. Just one one bad egg out of all of it, and to me that's pretty good, pretty good numbers to uh, start this thing off with.
0: Speaking of pretty good numbers, we should get to the show. Uh, it's week eight. <laughs> we got to finalize our final five. We got to give a big balls bet of the week. We got to do some scooch roulette. We'll probably do a money line round robin parlay now. Probably we will. But first, before we get to anything, we got to do. Sharp
2: calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking.
0: This is of course, when uh, we get some feedback from the professional betters who listen to the show and they give us their take on what we got right and what we got wrong from uh, the previous episode. Simon, what are people saying?
1: I feel like it was, again, this is only going to help, I guess, our live listeners. I, so I'll just be brief. I just couldn't believe how many guys like the Bucks tonight. Um, it feels like they're just betting a spot and, and trying to be sharper than they sharp. It's just I don't get the reasoning behind it, but that was one of the bigger calls I got, and I just told them simply there's no no world. Me and Chad are going to have the Bucks in our contest And I get it. Oh, God, it. no. Great spot, but I just can't do it. So one they agreed on us with um, that I think you've come around on was the Cowboys. Again, they, log- they talked to us about it last week. Me and Chad were on the other side. Luckily, we didn't play the lines in the contest. I think this week, if we're gonna do a big spread, it's looking like the Cowboys. Like I like the matchup. Chad Chad loves loves watching videos of people celebrating locker rooms and getting mad about it, which I love about old man Chad.
0: Well, uh, listen, the the what you're referencing is of course, <laughs> we talked about listen, as soon as we saw that Cowboys Bears line, yeah, we both agreed the Cowboys were the right side. Right. And then of course. I'm on the social media. I follow the Bears everywhere. And there is a celebration from the locker room. You had talked about what the Bears were going to be doing that after that game on Monday night. And, of course, there was a celebration in the locker room. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I just slacked you and Matt (laughs) Mitchell. I'm like, fading the Bears. That was it. I sent you the link and the fade the Bears. I'm 100% fading the Bears. I'm with you.
1: So I I knew we were getting a couple calls with guys back in that one because I'm starting to see a trend, a little bit of a trend here of about just them buying the dip on Dallas, right? I think Dallas, they're clearly really good. Like, there's three or four teams in the NFC that are just performing really well. I mean, there's no denying at this point. The Cowboys have an incredible defense. So I wasn't surprised getting that call. Again, we'll break that down more as we go along here. The one they want to stay away from, which I, I still think I like, um, was Vegas. They, they see it as a good spot for this Saints team. They think they're undervalued um can't talk me out of that one again we'll talk more about that as we go along here but just surprising surprising here that so many guys like the saints in that spot and then a one we have to take apparently we can't not take chad houston we, we we thought that line was fishy we thought it stunk a little we said wait maybe we'll be able to get some points back on it it's gone from one and a half up to two and a half yeah um man again that might be and it might be our B B bbb bet of the week um Man, that is, I just couldn't believe it when they kept saying, I said, there's so many other options on the board. You really love that one. It wasn't just like one or two professionals. It was just about every guy I talked to this past two days. So um, that's definitely we're going to have to dive into more because I I would love to hear where you're at with that one. So uh, that, of coming out of the call, the most confident pick I felt was the Cowboys. Didn't hear much love um, for our Cleveland pick, surprisingly. I think guys are just scared to get in front of Joe Burrow right now because he's playing so hot and uh didn't hear much love for the jets i think guys are like you they're like ready to get off the jets train here so just an interesting week a lot of pros because there's so many home dogs home divisional dogs which again is just very profitable to take in these positions
0: it's really interesting um that you say that about the texans because i'm starting to fall in love with the texans here and i know we (laughs) fall in love with the texans every single week um but this is lining up to be a really good spot. So we can, we can get into that for sure. Um, let's go down the list here because there's a couple other games that I want to get to. Yeah. Uh, I agree with the wise guys who are coming in and saying they don't like the Jets. Um, it makes me nervous. I'm trying to find the logic. There's two sides of the coin here. Are you going against the team that are you going with, with the trend of playing the team that got blown out on prime time and fading the team that's on a hot streak that everybody is falling in love with, or do you play the team that is the home dog in a divisional matchup? Those are the signals that we're battling against. Yeah. And it ends up being, which one do you favor more? And, the reason I'm, I'm having a hard time is because these are all the things that I look for at one time playing against each other.
1: <laughs> I look for it, too. I think the big thing that kept getting brought up to me was just all the, Belich- the Belichick trends versus the Jets team. Um, they have had their number for all 20 years he's been in New England. For some reason, they just even when the, the Jets were good, they made all those AFC championship runs. I, I know they did beat the Patriots one of those runs, but I think the Patriots won the division every year that that happened again the Patriots have just played well against them Belichick he's 12 and 0 right now against them last 12 times they played I'm trying to throw all that stuff out because I'm trying to think this is the new Jets era like this ain't the same old Jets to me they got they got the players on this team Um, it's it is brutal though when you think about this is the time to fade the Jets I think that's where these pros are right like Chad just said they're on four straight wins, four straight covers, all as underdogs until last week, right? They flipped to be a favorite. But I just think they're still just being devalued by the public. Like the public is coming and they bet the Patriots. Again, the pros weren't saying they're were betting the Patriots. They're just saying they're not touching the Jets. I feel like that's a bad spot to take them. So I don't know. Nothing's really changed. I already did a teaser with them, the Bucks, because We talked about on Tuesday. Bucks, you could have teased them up to seven and a half. That was a good number. It was the same thing with the Jets. Like I probably should have waited, right? The Jets are now up to two and a half or one and a half. But I just was like, you know what, I'll take it up to seven and a half. Matt Jones looks broken. So they can keep saying all these trends, all these things they want. I I try to always take in all this stuff, but I also have to trust my numbers and trust this Jets team and the fact that they've just been covering for me. They've been winning for me. And for the same things I like about them, nothing's changed. Like, their defense is really good going up against a team that's one-dimensional right now. All you got to do is stop the run with the Patriots. You won. Again, this sounds crazy to say – you want Mac Jones throwing the ball? He has been atrocious this year. Every time he drops back, so maybe me and Chad won't have it in our contest, right? Maybe that—that's how what we'll, we'll do again. Like last week, we'll just stay away from it. But nothing changed for me on the Jets team, even though I know you're right. Like this is me staying on too long. I just—I'm just playing the number here, and it's just like who the hell are the Patriots It'd be two and a half against the Jets? Like the Patriots. <laughs> are we sure the Patriots are good, right? Like, that's what I had to keep asking myself. Remember when they played Green Bay with Zappy and, like, yeah, they probably should have won that game, but they didn't. And Green Bay looks terrible. And then they beat up Cleveland, which, I don't know, Cleveland doesn't look like the best team. So, they're just I'm – just, I'm just a little weary of this New England team where this Jets team, they've been smacking everyone they've played. Like, ever since that Miami game, they've just been bullying these teams. So, I just feel like the Jets' identity is more – more tangible to me right now than saying the New England Patriots should just win this game because Belichick is 12-0 against the Jets. Well,
0: listen, number one, I've never seen such concern on your face when we've talked about a game. You seem so <laughs> conflicted because you believe in your heart that the Jets are the right side, but I know how seriously you take the opinion of other professional bettors, and yeah. it, is, it is killing you right now. Cause should be an autoplay. Be I just
1: don't get it. And like, I can't I wait to talk it shit to these guys if it hits, but I'm not going to do that. Cause I try to be a pro, but geez, yeah. it feels like we're missing one here. Uh, well, look, I, I, it, there's,
0: I don't think we can put this in the contest for yeah. a couple of reasons. I think there's way too many conflicting signals to feel, you know, if we, if we, if the contest is a reflection of our confidence level in games, <laughs> I don't think we have a confidence level with the jets that that will be higher than five other games. Like there are four games that I've squared that we didn't even put on the list on Tuesday when we spoke. You, I feel better about than the jets.
1: All right. I'll hear it. Um,
0: So the other game that we talked about, and I kind of want to take this off right now is the Falcons minus four and a half. So we believed betting the Falcons at minus four and a half. It was time to get back on the Falcons. We, we bet the Falcons at plus six last week against the Bengals, didn't work out, plus six and a half. It was peak Falcons. We were wrong. We knew we were stepping into it. This week, we got back on the Falcons right away. I am very concerned about their defensive secondary and that, A, they can't get pressure, and, B, they can't cover anybody now. Um, I'm not so concerned about you know the Panthers beating them I just feel like is my confidence level high enough on the Falcons that I think this number is right compared to other games that I like a little more.
1: Okay, I mean that's fair. Again, it's two divisional. It's a divisional game between two teams that just aren't that good. So I, I agree with you. You probably should take the points there. I just think such an easy spot to fade Carolina and such a letdown spot after such a big win. So completely, I'm with you. The the injury to the injury to uh, Terrell, uh, yes, who's an All Pro cornerback yeah. for them. That's a big deal. We talked about it last week. That was a huge deal against the Bengals. So I will I'll, I'll ride with you on that. I'll, I could stay away from that one because there are a decent amount of other games I like too this week.
0: Uh Lions plus three and a half. Still love them. Love them more than I ever have. Uh I've been tracking DeAndre Swift all week. Full practice, not on the injury list. Amonra St. Brown, expected back. They're playing um at home it's a buy low sell high on the dolphins everything about this to me screams detroit rock city hello detroit you've won my heart
1: well bye and i'll blame chad if it doesn't win (laughs) no of course i'm gonna be on this one too i'm just chad knows i'm fearful of this dan campbell thing man i i I do not like what I've seen from Detroit these last couple of weeks. They started out so well. I mean, the offense was incredible. I know they had a bunch of injuries and that's what really slowed them down, but man, it's just bad vibes right now with a team that again, people don't get it. If you're not winning, that's gonna take a toll on you. And it's been a lot of years, a lot of guys playing on this Detroit team that have not been winning last year and this year included. So this has got to be the everything game. That's why I'll ride with Chad on it. Like again, this is this feels like this should be it for Dan Campbell if they can't win this one. But I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, good number. Play the three and a half. We play that every time. Yep. But Detroit, they got to show it here. Um, again, Amante Brown, that'd be great if he's back. I think Chad nailed it. The Swift, that's the big deal to me. He, he is the game changer for them. We've seen what they've been like without him. So they, they desperately need Swift back. And at three and a half, that's great value.
0: Um, I believe the Lions will be in our money line, round Robin, underdog, parlay. Of course uh all right let's talk about the seahawks we have a minute minus three are they one of our five most confident
1: uh probably not just because of the giants are <laughs> giants are our daddy uh giants are six and one ats this season me and chad are, i think are oh and five uh picking against them so yeah that's the one one reason i'll stay off but if it's two and a half in the contest got to got to be tempting yeah exactly that's gonna be really tempting taking a short favorite there in a game that should land on three like that feels like a good number yep the Giants are gonna be down 10 Daniel Jones will throw a touchdown they'll somehow cover that three and a half three just because that's what the Giants have done all year so again the luck metrics I love them follow them they're the number one luckiest team in football right now it's 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 incredible what they've done with the talent they have but yeah, two and a half. Again, me and Chad will have a tough decision on Sunday to make with the Seahawks are sitting there in contest. All
0: right. The last one on our list from the other day, uh, it's the Simon Says. We bet at Browns plus three. Even it though we said now, it was going to go three and a half. It's now a three and a half.
1: Yeah, which we said that was going to happen.
0: So what is the trepidation here?
1: I, mean, I still love it. I just I was shocked to know their pros were on it. I think it's the Joe Burrow effect, though. The guy is on a little bit of a heater right now, right? They started out really slow. He's kind of put it together, and they've been beating up on bad teams. Cleveland is viewed as a very bad team. I um, had a couple of people reach out about DVOA. I'm the wrong guy. I hate DVOA. I'm the biggest naysayer of DVOA. It's just the lazy man stat. Um, again, this Bengals team, last year DVOA, they were like 20th. They went to the Super Bowl. DVOA don't mean shit. It's just a nice little parameter where it's like, yeah, if I have a team that's a number one DVOA defense going against the 29th DVOA offense, sure, that's meaningful, okay? That's going to matter. But other stuff, like, that doesn't really matter to me, especially when you're going off numbers of seven weeks in a DVOA. It's, like, based off matchup schemes, backup quarterbacks, a lot of stuff can get skewed that way. So that was the biggest thing I reached out to me about. This is a horrible team. DVOA-wise, the Browns go to get to high-powered offense DVOA-wise of this Bengals team, which, yeah, makes sense. The Bengals have put up a shit ton of points and yards. The Browns have given up a ton of yards and points. They're not as bad as their record has shown. The Browns, again, have lost a bunch of close games. We talk all the time. I try not to get too freaked out about one-possession games because those are coin flips to me. And we've seen that the Browns – I don't know if you saw that clip with the Ravens, Chad – they, they called them for whatever it was, offsides, false start. It was a bad call. Like, the, the, band, the Browns probably should have stole that game against the Ravens. I, I still think they're being underrated. Where he just beat the crap out of Atlanta. It's just a, a such a sell-high spot on an Atlanta team. And a Browns team that no one's going to bet. I told you that. A Monday night game, everyone's going to be chasing. You're going to get a good number. That's why I thought it would go back up a three-and-a-half. It moved quick. That moved quick. The three and a half it literally went that night so um you can keep waiting maybe hope for the four but i can promise you it's gonna be a pros versus joe's game i know pros are gonna come in on the browns i know the public will have every teaser every money line parlay everything tied to that money night game so it's just an easy spot for me to take this browns team
0: uh you hate dvoa uh i do what i think it's good
1: though if you're just if you're lazy just trying to find quick numbers i think it's great because it's literally two lists and you're done while other people got to do tons of work to find those numbers.
0: I have a question, but first I want to field some
1: questions from
0: the live listeners on AMP who are sending Matt Mitchell some questions in the chat. I would encourage everyone to do that. We can answer them live. Uh, is this a good game to bet live with the assumption that it'll end within three points either way?
1: Yeah, again, I'm I'm the wrong guy for live betting because I am I don't do it. Cause I can't really get that much money down doing it. So that's why I like rarely ever give it out because it's like it's like the ultimate cheat code. Yeah. There's plenty of times where, like, even off the top of my head, the Bengals playing the Ravens. Um, we talked about the exact same scenario of the Ravens get out fast and they play bad in the second half. So the Ravens were up, I think, 10 0 on the Bengals. The line shot all the way up to 11 and a half for the Bengals, right? 11 and a half. Yeah. Do I want to give that out as an easy play? Of course. It's a divisional game two teams are going to keep it close. I think the final score is Ravens by three. So divisional games like this, I love playing live dogs, especially home dogs. Um, it's always great opportunities to play these kind of things. So yeah, if you, if you just want to wait and play it live always, I mean, that's, I say it all the time, playing live is a lot easier than betting games beforehand. Um, you can just find a lot of opportunities betting live, but you also get in a lot of trouble chasing. And that's why I try not to give out live betting because a lot of people get hurt that way. Like they'll have a great morning, one o'clock afternoon, right? They'll win four out of five games, so they're up, say four hundred dollars. Then the next two games in the four p.m.s isn't going their way, and they start chasing, start using the money they'd already won. That's my issue with live betting, where it's like you just take the L and move on, instead of being like, no, I'm right. This is why I'm keep hitting this live number. But in divisional games like this, I I love playing the dog, especially. I know what Joe Burrow's team is. They're just incredible second half defensively, like. If Joe puts up 24 points and the, Brown- the Browns have seven points head into halftime, it's over. That's a dead bet. So, that I would not recommend. But again, if the Browns are up 14 nothing on the Bengals, hell yeah, coming on the Bengals.
0: Uh, you hate DVOA.
1: <laughs> I do.
0: What is a stat that you look at as a better that you feel is predictive?
1: My big reason I think I have a little bit of an edge on most books is I'm really into D-line play and offensive line play. So to me, if you can go into different sites and look at different run-blocking schemes, different offensive schemes, and then you go and see how the D-line performs against those schemes, again, pro football focus, they they have, they have good numbers over there. Again, they're a thing that books just won't account for because they don't care about that stuff. So Carolina last week, if you would have looked at it, they performed really well against the certain blocking scheme that the books were going to run, right? The the books could not run the ball, made them one-dimensional, and that was a huge advantage for Carolina. Did I nail that pick? No, but me and Chad were simply like, yeah, you take the home divisional dog. We weren't blindly just saying that, right? There's always going to be numbers backing up stuff. Just do people really want me to come on here and break down (laughs) defensive line, offensive line play? I mean, there's other shows that do that. So to me, I'm looking for edges in places people aren't looking, and that's where I find – Big discrepancies. Again, I, I missed it big time on um, uh, the Lions, right? I had the Lions graded as my third best offensive line. Big miss. I also had the Eagles my number one graded, and Kansas City my number two graded. Okay, we see my Eagles futures, my Super Bowl futures, great. On the Chiefs, it wasn't me just betting their offensive line. It was more about, you're giving me Mahomes behind the best offensive line. And the same thing with the Eagles. It's like, I was basically, I liked all the p- talent on paper. It was all about Hurts. so. To me, if people want to know what my advantage is and what I'm looking for, that's where I really start. Honestly, I look in the trenches, and that's where you'll find so much value because no one wants to look at that stuff. It's boring. It's bland. No one talks about it, but I'm telling you, there's a whole little world inside that offensive defensive line matchups that you'll be able to find. You'll be able to find value in certain games that way. Um, that's fascinating i mean, I don't want to shit on DVOA though. I'm telling you, if you're just a sports fan and you want to look at something for one minute, do it. It's the perfect lazy man thing. But if you're just blindly betting, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get screwed. It's public. Everyone has those numbers and everyone uses that numbers. There's no, there's no advantage on lines, simply betting DVOA. It's, it's too publicly known to find an advantage. I just think it's nice for a baseline. So that's what I don't want to shit on. It. I know people use it. No, I no. just want to it, make it my number one thing.
0: It's fascinating. Um, For years, I know that professional bettors, they're watching the second game of preseason, the third game of preseason years ago when there was a fourth game, a fourth game of preseason. Not because they're betting crazy amounts on these games. They want to grade the second string right tackle. They want to grade the third string left guard because at some point those, those players are going to have to play and they always found the advantage in offensive line play. And whoever was backfilling and if they were good or not was going to have a huge impact on whether or not they found value in the number. It's like, you're 100% right. Look, you're talking to a guy whose full belief and philosophy about building teams is an offensive line metaphor. When I we thought you were st- going to say
1: DVOA, which would have no, been hilarious. <laughs> when we were
0: starting Action Network, before it even begun, like I, I left ESPN. I'm sitting in the VC office of the place that was founding it. Um And we're talking about who we want to hire and talent. And they've got uh, all these names on the board of people who are high profile, who we know like sports betting. Again, this is 2017. Yeah. Like we knew these people like sports betting, but they weren't doing sports betting. And they want to spend this much money and this much money. I'm like, you guys, we got to hire the fucking offensive line. (laughs) Like we cannot put anything out if we don't have the people who are making the decisions and putting stuff on the website. Um, I'm a huge believer in building around an offensive
1: line. Again, people building on models, if that, that's where I start a lot of my edges. Like I look offensive, de- defensive line play, but I talk all the time. If you're building a football model, the number one thing is always going to be quarterback. Like, again, that's, there's not too many Giants, Jets, teams out there that can hide their QB and have it work for them, but certain schemes can do that. So that's just something you need to be paying attention to.
0: Right now, we like the Lions a lot plus three and a half. Uh, everything else, we're wavering. So I want to throw out some other teams. I would not be uncomfortable putting the Cowboys in at minus nine and a half.
1: Yeah, autoplay for me. Again, we, we touched on it where we like the defensive matchup. We like Micah Parsons against fields. But the biggest thing is just this Cowboys team's defense is built for the exact style yep. that this Bears offense likes to run. So to me, they might find an edge in running, right? That might be where the, they look to find an edge in the Bears. But they have the same tape we all have. Like, you got to bring, you just got to bring the house to stop the run and have a QB spy for fields, and you'll be good. The kid doesn't get it. You can't hold onto the ball for as long as he holds onto the ball. Now you're going to go against a defensive line that is arguably the best in football at sacking the quarterback and against a quarterback that holds on the ball too long. So it feels like the same spot when we kind of faded. We took the Cowboys against the um, Washington Commanders. Like, again, it was more people all over the Washington that spot. They're like, "This, this number is a fishy number. We kept saying it's Wentz though against that D line, a guy that holds to the ball too much. Number two at holding the ball the longest right now, being grayed out this year is Field. So just a bad matchup for a Bears team coming off a huge win. Again, we talked about being a letdown spot. You mix that in. A young team in a in a a great, a young team with a big, great win on a Monday night game. It's never a good formula for them the following week. Now you're going on the road to play against a Dallas team. That's just, you know, getting after in every game against the quarterback. So yeah. yeah, back like second game back.
0: No brainer. Uh, all right. Another game that I have completely fallen in love with over the past few days. And we talked about it on the podcast earlier this week. You asked my opinion. I didn't love it, but I felt like we had to do it. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. And the more I look at this, I was doing some research this morning On my own, I was doing the research and then I listened to Raybon and Stucky on the Action Network podcast and they confirmed it for me. Um, This is a different team with DeAndre Hopkins. And I said this the other day, this team, Kyler Murray, 17 and 10 with DeAndre Hopkins, 6-13 and one without him. Hopkins comes back, goes for 10-103 last week. Uh, They're playing a Minnesota team that I still think is a bit of a fraud and has been getting lucky and their defense is dreadful. Defense is the last three games. They've had fewer yards per play than the team they played, which to me shows the other team has actually played better. They've gotten good bounces. There's a regression. They are terrible at covering a number one receiver. Everything to me lines up. And I will say this. I got a theory. We're about to enter November. Cliff Kingsbury usually turns into the worst coach in the NFL in November what if we're living in a bizarro Cliff Kingsbury universe where because he's getting DeAndre Hopkins back and because the Cardinals were so bad early in the year, the Cardinals actually become good. So I like the Cardinals plus four. Love them. Love them in the contest. Love them in the
1: contest. We might have a bet off brother. No. Yeah. I flipped. (laughs) I like the Vikings. No. I'm so sorry. I do. I do. I know they're they're, they're getting you though. Sharp trap. Dude. They're getting you. Don't do it, Chad. You know better. Too late. It's a off. <laughs> Vikings, one o'clock at home. I should have known better to get sucked in on this Cardinals love. Of course, they're giving us plus three and a half. They want us to take this game so bad. They're begging you to take Arizona. Guess what the public is doing? They're coming in heavy on Arizona. Chad getting sucked in the Hopkins hype. I, I'm going to lose money on Kirk. I've already accepted it. I got to back it, so this sadly will not be in our contest because there's no way I'm taking the Cardinals here. Had a couple we- of calls about it, um, a couple sharps on the Vikings as well, but that didn't even flip me. It was just more looking at the data. It's just like Arizona sucks. They they probably should have lost to New Orleans last week. They got very lucky on two pick sixes before the half. They haven't fixed a lot of their issues. I like the Hopkins move. I'm, I agree. It's a big upgrade for them. He doesn't fix anything for them on offense. They got major issues. So, to me, Vikings, full game, Vikings first half, fuck the Cardinals. Ain't doing it. Dude. <laughs> I know Dude, you
0: didn't see it coming. A off. <laughs> we got a full-on bet off. Who's going to be my bitch?
1: <laughs> I'm 1-0 on bet off, so I'm feeling good
0: oh, my God, I can't believe I got to have this much pressure on the game. I've already bet the game, and now I got to have a bet off pressure. I know.
1: I bet it, too. I bought out of my position, though, because I was I was with you on Tuesday. It's like, hell, yeah, you take the Cardinals here every time. Like, Kirk is not that good. Their record, they're not what their record says they are. But when, when you really break down the film and the numbers on Arizona, Chad, they are broken. Again, I, I even with the Rams being as bad as they are, I still see the Cardinals finishing fourth in this division.
0: I am shocked we're in Me a bet too. off about the Cardinals start the NFL week off right with a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account every Thursday night you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday tonight my favorite SGP is Mike Evans. Anytime touchdown box minus one and a half and Tom Brady under his passing yards. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sports book app. However you wanna play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday with a no sweat same game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Sign up with promo code favorites if you don't already have an account. That's promo code favorites to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Three plus lags, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is now withdrawable. Free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, one 877 770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Uh, All right. You want to get to the big balls? Well, I I just said Texans as you said big Uh, balls and I feel like- Look at us in sync. I feel like that just shows that you and I are having the mind meld that we always have, except on our big our bet offs. So bet offs
1: are a healthy relationship,
0: though. It's true. It's totally true. Uh, (laughs) It's time, big balls, bet of the week.
1: Really going to take some big balls, right, Chad? This this might be one of our bigger balls bet of the week of the year. Houston looks dead. They were people are leaving them for dead. They they view them as the worst team in football, which. They might be, me and Chad might be walking right into it, betting against their divisional leader in Tennessee. But I do think Tannehill is banged up. I think that's real. And the amount of professionals that reached out to me and said they like Houston here for that simple fact of he's not healthy. Um, we'll do it. We'll walk right into it. This is going to be painful as hell. Play the number here, people. Two and a half should not be what it is. Like this is, this is uh, uh, another game this week the public is going to view as free money. And the books aren't your friend. They're not just giving away money. They're setting you up for a trap. So I, I like the Houston aspect. The only worry with Houston is this is seller's week, right? So, you know, if you want to get the hell out of Houston, this is the week you tank because you're going to get traded for the deadline this upcoming week. But I, I look at the matchup, the scheme – this, this, this Tennessee team just has not been playing that well. Again, their defense is really what's holding that team together. Through a bunch of different games, their defense just gets the turnover, makes the plays. Houston, historically in this position, plays well against Tennessee. So, so, divisional home dog. We can't take all of them, but this is one of these where if I can't get the Jets in the contest, you got to at least let me get Texans in.
0: Dude, I'm with you 100% on this. I love this.
1: It's a good one. I'm marking it, marking it down, though.
0: Uh, I I heard a stat, I think, on the Action Network pod this morning that the Tex- the Titans are allowing 21 points a game and scoring 19 points a game, and yet they're 4-2 <laughs> and two and leading the division.
1: That's probably because, what, the Bills just beat the crap out of them that one yeah, game? That's this huge, is a not weird.
0: a great football team right now. No, no. So I love the Texans at plus 2.5 here. As
1: you were talking... Hoping to get the 3, though, right? The public will keep hammering. Uh, Tennessee. So, if me and Chad could get three in the contest, three and a half, that'd be amazing. I got no issue taking at two and a half, though.
0: Well, listen, as, as you were talking, um, I went into the Action Network app. I clicked on this game. I used FanDuel Quick Slip and made the bet as you were talking. It took me about 13 seconds. It was that easy. What number? I took it at two and a half. Two and a half. I'm okay with taking it at two and a
1: half. Me too. But to the little listeners, I always want them to hopefully get the best of the number. I do think the public will hammer Tennessee and you'll be able to get a three.
0: Yeah, that's true. Totally true. Um, all right. So we got the Texans in. Lions three and a half, boys nine and a half, Texans plus two and a half. I will tell you right now, I'm feeling more optimistic about this lineup so far than any lineup we've had this year. It's
1: um, yeah, never good for us. Usually when we hate it, we do good. So yeah, that's, that's true. the goal for me.
0: Uh, the foxhole bet for us the other day was 49ers minus one and a half. Yeah, you hated it. Now I love it. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) And again, that's another one where I didn't break it down too much, but that was just mainly offensive line, defensive line. And I just think we have a huge edge with the 49ers. And after getting embarrassed last week against the Chiefs, they're going to be hearing it all week. And this is such a bounce-back spot. Historically, Shanahan versus McVay, he just schemes it up against them. He just does really well in these matchups. So – I'm, I'm happy here. You came around on it. I knew you would. This will be our biggest public play last week. Our biggest public play was Tennessee came through for us um, this week. It's going to be the 49ers. I know they're going to get every teaser, every money line parlay. Everyone's going to have them thrown in there just because public public is, is watch this Rams team. They're not being, they're not being sold fool's gold here. Um, we know they have major issues and they have no run game and we've just seen the running back is now on in the injury report, right? Henderson's out. So they're, they're bringing up some young kid to play who hasn't played all year. Just not, not good juju right now for the Rams.
0: Uh, all right. Lions, three and a half. Boys, nine and a half. Minus nine and a half. Texans, plus two and a half. 49ers, minus one and a half. One more game. You liked it a lot the other day. Uh, I'm liking it even more now. Washington, plus three.
1: And I was actually surprised that we talked about um, the line movement on it. I just couldn't believe Matt Ryan was worth a point. Because um, from everything I've seen, this kid Sam's not as bad. Or he's just more athletic, I should say, than Matt Ryan. So he should bring something new to this offense. But, again, we, we might be stepping in here, but we have to take we have to take Washington. It's yep. going to be a public dog. I think everyone's going to be on him because everyone's feeling good if you took them last week. And this Colts team let a lot of people down last week. Not only did they lose the spread – They burned a ton of people on teasers, right? Everyone teased them up to eight and a half. They lost by nine. Usually the public's really mad about those kind of teams. So I'm hoping we're not stepping in it. We're we're not waiting too long here, but I just like what Washington has, right? They have good pieces. If they weren't in the NFC East, they'd probably be doing well in these other divisions. Most of their losses have just come in the division this season. So to me, Washington is not as bad as the record shows. And again, Heineke, we, we talked about last week. He wasn't going to be that much worse than Wentz. Yeah. Little did we know he was going to be able to throw a pick six and be all right. But still, you watch that game, he had the offensive moving. Like, him throwing the ball to Terry McLaurin, I love that kind of stuff where it's like you got no read, you just get it to your best guy who's in single coverage. You let your best guy make a play. There was three different third downs, like 38, 39, and, and 12. He made those kind of throws to Terry. I love that shit. Like, that's my favorite stuff, seeing a QB – trust in their best receivers. So again, the, this Colts team, they're just bad. They're just a bad team where I've seen Washington actually have good moments and good players and their scheme is good to me. So yeah, me and Chad might be stepping right into it, but I can't not take this plus three.
0: I don't think we are. I think everything you said is true. I think the market is not caught up to the fact that Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback for this team and they're still getting downgraded because of what they had done with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, the Colts thing is really interesting to me. I, I Sometimes there are those stories that just start to fascinate you. And as soon as they benched um, Matt Ryan, I was reading some of the coverage and I feel like Frank Reich, he had some quotes in there and he seemed like a lovely guy. Yeah. And, but one of the quotes was basically, we thought it would be great with Matt Ryan, with <laughs> our running game and our offensive line. We didn't hold up our end of the bargain. Uh, and then he essentially said to Matt Ryan, it's not you, it's me, but you're getting benched. And to me, and then there was a weird transition and Rayvon and Stuckey talked about this on their podcast too. But in this story, there was this transition about how involved was Jim Ursay in the decision making. And Reich basically said, the decision was me, Ursay, and the GM. That's not a good way to run a football team. Yeah. And so it feels like there's a lot there's a lack of faith in what the coaching staff can do. It feels like the owner is getting too involved in the decision making uh, and they're giving a quick hook to the quarterback, uh, Matt Ryan, for a guy who's a six round draft pick um, two years ago. So I, I think there's some real issues on the Colts.
1: Yeah. And we talk all the time. It all starts in football at the top. You go through all the different organizations that have success that consistently have success. What is it? It's good ownership. Good, good putting the right people in the general manager position and having owners that just shut the fuck up. Like they're letting people run their teams instead of stepping in, controlling everything. I feel bad for the Colts because they're stuck in that middle level of hell where it's like, you're not bad enough to get a franchise quarterback and you're not, Ever gonna stop trying to pick up these guys in these one or two year deals because you have the pieces there. Like again, Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in football last year. Can't do a single thing this year. Cannot do anything. So it's it's brutal if you're a Colts fan where maybe this is it. Right, the kid Sam can come in. You'll know what you'll have in him, or he's terrible and you can be bad this year and get a good draft pick because it's different this year. The bottom's not really that bad, right? The, the couple of the worst teams like the Saints, the Jaguars, even Houston. They're not that terrible. Like them and the Bears, the difference isn't that extreme. But here are the Bears at, what, three and four, Chad? So there's going to be a bunch of teams that they're going to win some games they shouldn't. And I think even if the Colts tank this year, if they only won one or two more games, they might be able to still end up with a top four, top five pick. Where we just talked about, there's five good quarterbacks in this class that could work out for the Colts. Because to me, I, I would do what they're doing. I would sit Matt Ryan and give the young kid a shot where, again, it's nothing against Matt Ryan. They did fail him in some aspects. He has the most interceptions, the most fumbles, and the most sacks in football right now. Again, yeah, not all on him, but some of it, it is on him. Simon,
0: we've narrowed it down, and I'm really excited. Lions plus three and a half. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Texans plus two and a half. Niners minus one and a half. Washington plus three. Our foxhole is Niners minus one and a half. Simon says is Browns plus three. Executive decision from me is Lions plus three and a half. Big balls, Texans plus two and a half. We have a bet off. We have an official (laughs) bet off, Matt Mitchell. We probably got to get some, some bet off music now. Um, Just play a clip
1: of Chad calling me a bitch. That'll be fun. And here comes a stoppage and play because someone has
0: run on the field. In this case, you know what I think you are? I think you're the bitch.
2: And it will not be a good night.
0: We have a bet off with the cards and the Vikings. Simon, give me a scooch roulette pick. You're dominating right now.
2: When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief.
1: Let's play scooch roulette. Yeah, what's the record of that scooch roulette stuff?
0: I don't know. You're far ahead. It's eight. I do. Eight. What do you What do you like? Are you like five and two now?
1: Yeah. After a slow one and two start, yeah. the boys won four straight.
0: Yeah. Chad was
1: three and one. Real cocky. He's now three and four.
0: wait you're four and three and i'm three and four no no no, i'm five and two don't
1: you try to take one away how dare you
0: well listen what could be interesting we have a bet off but should scoot roulette be the vikings and the cardinals
1: i'll do it you you really want to do that yeah i was going to take the cardinals anyways you fool you fool all right give it to me Vikings, you're a fool. <laughs> it's not even one of my favorite bets, and now it is. That now I have to load up on this just to even even feel like more of an idiot when the Cardinals do something. I covered. cannot wait for the Cardinals to uh, win. I know they're gonna not win, they're gonna definitely backdoor though. This says backdoor written all Listen, over time. It.
0: Listen, it's not November yet. This game is being played before Halloween, as Matt Mitchell <laughs> will tell you. Uh Matt, I know the AMP folks can't hear you, but for the benefit of the you know hundreds of thousands of podcast listeners, would you like to share your Cliff Kingsbury theory? It's an annual tradition here on the favorites.
2: Well, I'll do the full screed next week when it goes into effect, but you Cliff Kingsbury is very much in bounds before Halloween, which is Monday. So you get it in just under the wire here. <laughs> you can bet him, but once the, you know, his stock and the health and vitality of pumpkins are basically the same. We're you know, we're approaching the, uh, the, the other side of the curve for pumpkin futures and same goes for Cliff Kingsbury. So I, I wish you the best of luck betting uh, in this uh, kind of final week of eligibility. Well, listen, Matt Mitchell <laughs> is a man who
0: knows pumpkins. Uh, we've had many conversations before we get on the air about the number of pumpkins decorating his front stoop, his uh, sons. He has two kids. Uh, he has a boy who's older, uh, his son's obsession with pumpkins, also gourds, which he doesn't really know how to differentiate. Kind of got to teach the kid these things. So, it's an apt analogy. Uh, Money line, round robin, parlay. I mean, obviously, we're going with the Lions. I think we got to go with the Texans. Washington.
1: Yeah. Who yeah, else? Get a, can we get a Can we get a big dog? That's a good. Because that was nice last week. Um, obviously, it didn't. Only hit on the one, the Seahawks, but if Houston would have came through, that had been a really nice pairing. You, you throw the Jets in there? Jets, Lions, Texans,
0: Washington, and the Jets. I know Matt Mitchell is putting this all into the chat for the live listeners right
1: now. It pains me to do it, but they're the only team I could see of all the big favorites get upset, Eagles. Like you, I could just see this scenario that I'm sleepwalking in this game, even though, again, I'm taking the Eagles. Why would we not put the Cardinals in there
0: instead of the Eagles?
1: We can. That's fair. I'm just trying to get a big dog because all these dogs are little. Like, I like having one big guy in there because um, that really juices the odds. But this is a little dog week. Like, there's no really big dogs. Because um, I know we didn't talk about, like, another survivor play is the Cowboys, obviously, against the Bears. So, like, there's no way I'm picking the yeah. Bears that went out right. There's no world I pick Green Bay that went out right. Yeah, they're just not – there's no really good big dogs this week. Um,
0: Lions, Texans, Washington, Jets, cards. That's what I think we should do. All right. Lions, Texans, Washington, Jets, cards. Um, We've got a bet off. We are playing it in Scooch Roulette. You've got the Vikings. I've got the Cardinals. uh, Our final five, Lions plus three and a half, boys minus nine and a half, Texans plus two and a half, 49ers minus one and a half, Washington plus three. Those lines are pretty stable right now. So as you're listening to this, um, you should definitely go get them. Only one um, only
1: one I'd wait on is Houston. Just hope to get that three. I love, yeah. I just love the number three. It's okay.
0: Even though I bet it two and a half.
1: And I bet it two. Like I I got antsy. I bet. got antsy. <laughs> got
0: antsy. Uh, I think we've done all we can do here, brother. Yep. Um, this has been the favorite podcast from the volume podcast network for Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. You can download us from Spotify Podcast, from Apple Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, I love you.